You could stand at half cut and rep better than these guys. Oh, back with another episode of from the rafters sam and i are here recording on a monday morning technically it's almost afternoon but the celtics are five minutes five minutes it's still morning for five minutes it's still morning we got the celtics tonight we had the celtics yesterday in the afternoon game which was a little weird uh but there's a lot to talk about celtics are four and three at the moment correct am i messing that up four and three yep they're four and three should be five and two but uh you know they uh, didn't play very well on Saturday, and they they pissed me off, and I'm still not happy about it. But we got to move I agree. on. They they should be five and two, and they could be six and one. Realistically, that Pacers game should have been a W too. Um, it's it's tough though. You lose some of those games. It's just it's tough to see the way the Celtics are playing thus far. What's your biggest issue thus far in the season? Like uh, for me, I know my answer, but I'm curious to see what you have to say. Uh I mean, I have a few. The Jays have been solid. Tatum could be more efficient, but I'm not going to rip him all over that because he has to be the main focus of the offense and somebody's getting used to. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I would like to see a solid third option, I guess, is my yeah. answer. I also think that uh, potentially a better, more consistent big man. I don't know. I don't yeah. know if that's really what I'm asking for. Celtics need a center chaser back. <laughs> no, I, I don't know if I would say that, but I, I I don't know how to word it. I just think they could be better. No, yeah, my mine is defense. I think the defense has been terrible, like the whole season. <clears throat> it's just been bad. That's like, a good, good take. Yeah, it, it has. In the last game where they beat the Pistons, the defense was terrible 120 like, points for the pistons there's no reasons the pistons should ever score 120 points in any nba game ever this season who knows i mean i'll i'll tell you what the pistons didn't look terrible i don't know if that was more the celtics or all right the pistons were like all right we're sick of losing but that didn't look like a team that was zero and four in fairness the pistons games <clears throat> excuse me the pistons games have been all close i believe i, I listened to some I don't, I don't think they're podcasts but they're um they're not as bad as their record shows, I don't think. I'm going to look up the Pistons' schedule right now, but I'm pretty sure most of their games have been within 10 or something like that. Like, Yeah, like they, they, they lost to the Knicks by 6. They lost to the Knicks – oh, no, that's preseason. They lost to the Timberwolves by 10. That's not bad, great. They lost to the Pist- uh, Cavs by 9, Hawks by 8, Warriors by 10. They beat us by 3, then they – lost to us by two so like it's not like they've gotten blown out ridiculously they're just not winning games you know what i'm saying so they're not a terrible team it's just <clears throat> the, the pistons shot really really well against the celtics in that game the celtics did end up winning but i i don't know I, you asked this to uh me during the game do you think it was the pistons just on fire or were the celtics not playing any defense or both i well you told me it was defense but i i thought i, so. I can never tell I really can't, and I don't know if that's just because I'm stupid or, like, <laughs> I, I just, I say, well, are these guys just on fire? Because there are times they'll just fucking miss those shots, and it doesn't matter. But the the thing of it is, for me, I think another thing that I would complain about 
His late game execution hasn't been great, but the Celtics have won two close games now. Three, three. The the second Indiana game was close now. So I mean, I guess they're getting better. They are getting a yeah. little better, but I mean, two of their losses are from poor late game execution. Mm-hmm. And that one against the Pistons was one against the Pistons was terrible. Like they didn't make a yeah. shot the last four minutes of the game. Well, the Indiana one was bad too. <clears throat> yeah. None of their losses have been particularly – what's the word? I want to say, like, I ha- like live withable, but that's not a word. Like, that's just not English. Do you know what I'm saying, though? Acceptable. Like, none of their – except the – acceptable, yeah. None of the losses except the Nets one I've been able to accept just, like, off the bat. Like, the Nets game, I was just like, okay, Kevin Durant's Kevin Durant. That's going to happen, whatever. But, like, the Pacers they, they game – They decent in that game in the first half. I'll keep saying that. They They – did a good job on that Nets team until KD just was unstoppable. Yeah, and it, it is what it is at that point. But the Pistons and the Pacers' losses have were they they were tough to watch. I will say the Eastern Conference is struggling this year. Like the Bucks are three and three, the Nets are three and four. The Nets are falling off fast. The Heat are two and three. The Raptors are one and four. I'm looking only... forward to seeing how that goes. The Nets because. When push right comes now. to shove, we're going to see what our main man, Kyrie, is going to start saying. And we're, I don't know. I'm just, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for him to throw all those guys under the bus. You know what it is, right? You know what happens? It's, it's got to be coming. They both missed. Are you going to say they both missed the shots at the end of the no, game? No, no. Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie's gone. Dinwiddie tore his ACL, man, or MCL or something. Dinwiddie's out for the season. And ever yeah. since he's ever since he's been out, they're one and four. They're one and three. They're not good. They're not good at all. And I don't want to. Obviously, it's more than just Spencer Dinwiddie being out because they have KD and Kyrie. But man, Spencer Dinwiddie's looking like he's hurting them. That's the trend right now. But anyways, we're here to talk Celtics. Celtics take on the Raptors tonight as we're recording this. Interesting point about this game. I mean, not not really to do with the game, but there there's going to be fans in the building tonight, mm-hmm. and it's a Florida game. And I'd imagine it's going to feel like a home game for the Celtics because really, first of all, who cares about the Raptors in the states? No one. Um, second, I mean, a lot of people move from New England to Florida, so we, we I don't know where Full Sail is, where KJ lives in Florida, but we'll have to ask him about that. I can Google that um, right now. But you keep but, talking. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's going to be people. This is the first time we've had fans at a game since March, at least for the Celtics. I'm I'm excited. I'm, one of my mom's friends is a flight attendant on the team charters, and she was like, she met, she was like, oh, like, do you guys want to go to the game? And like, uh, I I'm supposed to get vaccinated tomorrow, so we can't go. Well, my mom is too, but mm-hmm. we can't go, which is a bummer. But that's kind of crazy that we could go to a game. No, yeah, that's fire. I would have loved to go just to be able to talk about what it was like. No, yeah. I mean, that'd, that'd be great. Um, by the way, uh, for those listening, and if KJ is listening, um, Tampa to where Full Sail is is an hour and a half away by drive. So, I mean, shit, KJ. Send him a message right now, actually. <laughs> go see the Celtics. Might as well. Um, but, yeah, the Raptors so far, Sam. I don't know I don't know how much you've One and four. The Raptors, but – yeah, one and four. They look like shit. <laughs> they look like shit. And do you know what it is? Do you know who's playing bad? Siakam. Yes, sir. Pascal Siakam is playing terribly right now. He has, I believe, I'm going to fact check myself here. 
Um, in the last three games, I think it is, he has fouled out of two of them and was benched in one for being an asshole. So not not a good look for Siakam so far. And He was benched? Yeah, they benched him for the whole game. Like, he just didn't play. He, really? Uh, <clears throat> no, yeah, he... Uh, he fouled out. Let me let me just look at myself. Where is the game log here? He fouled out of a game, right? And instead of like waiting to uh, like get checked out and all the like normal stuff, he just like stormed off the court because he's like throwing a tantrum, <clears throat> throwing a tantrum. Sorry. And yeah, the Raptors and Nick Nurse were like, "All right, you're not playing next game." They just benched him. He just didn't play, and they won. That's the game they won. <laughs> really? Yeah, I didn't know that was the game they won. But That's funny. <clears throat> in the last three games for Siakam. I'll just go over his games for you. Even game though Nick one. Nurse is a prick, I respect him for that. No, yeah. Game you know one. Much, you know, you know how much balls that takes as an NBA coach to do that to a star player. That guy makes like five times Nick Nurse's salary at the least, mm-hmm. at, at minimum. And he he told him he's not playing. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Yeah. No. Um. First game versus the Pelicans. Siakam had twenty six and six, and the Raptors lost by fourteen. Uh, then he had 16, 15, and 8. What the hell? 16 points, 15 rebounds, 8 assists, and the Raptors lost by 5 to the Spurs. Poor he had... I think they're terrible. They should be terrible, but I don't know if they actually are. They, they shouldn't be very good. Um, then he had 20, uh, 6 and 6, or 0 assists and 6 rebounds again, uh, and they lost by 7, and that's when he fouled out the first time. Then he didn't dress. And then he had ten points, two rebounds, and four assist or and one assists, or four rebounds, one assist, and they lost to the Pelicans. So the Raptors are zero and four once Pascal Siakam plays. The Spurs are two and four, by the way. So this, the Celtics are going to come. I mean, not the Celtics. The Raptors are going to come to play. Oh, I hope the Celtics come to play. But the Raptors are going to come to play tonight. I mean, of course. The the narrative going around could be that the Celtics broke Siakam. He had that terrible series against them. The Celtics beat the Raptors in the playoffs in seven games. They're probably not thrilled about that. It's not going to be a cakewalk tonight for the Celtics. Their second night of a back-to-back. They just traveled from Detroit um, after a tight game. So we'll yeah. see. I mean, they had the second night of a back-to-back after uh, they played Indiana. That was a tight game. They came back to the Garden and wiped the floor with Memphis. So you never know. But Memphis yeah. is very undermanned. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening to this after the Raptors game, which is more than likely because this will be out only a few hours before the Raptors game, this is all going to sound like hindsight to you. But I'm just hoping the Celtics bring it from the jump because we've talked about the third quarter Celtics a lot. We talked about them bat, being bad in the late game, but... They've One improved the, in the third quarter these last yes. couple games against, I mean, it's the Pistons, but I mean, they've been better. But, <laughs> but and they the didn't early play, game. They didn't the early play bad yesterday killer. either. They just, they didn't play the best defense, if you will, but Detroit yeah. was unconscious. The one thing I want to talk about is, because um, we haven't had a show since it happened, that first quarter against the Pistons in the first game that they oh, played geez. up the two, that was the worst basketball I've seen the Celtics play in a long time. That That was... And I don't know what it was. Like, that that was horrible. It was unbelievable. I don't that know either. Like, like, in the biggest thing this season for me, weirdly enough, right? Because Jalen Brown, we'll talk about him in a little bit. Jalen Brown's playing like an all-NBA first-team type player, right? Jason Tatum's playing not – I mean, he, he has good stats. Like, when you look at his stats online, he's – like he's playing great but when you see him on the court you can tell there's just you know something a little off I guess like he's averaging 25 8 and 4 you can't complain too much but he's playing he's like this? solid Tatum, Tatum no you're Tatum, Tatum playing solid but 
overall, I feel like the starters are letting the team down a little bit. Because the bench has been playing fine in my eyes. But I don't understand how Tatum and Brown can be playing so well, but the starting lineup can still catch the blame. But that's what I see it as, right? Because in that game specifically that we're referencing, in the first quarter against the Pistons, the starting lineup just couldn't get anything to go. So what do you think the issue is with the Celtics? Like, the way I see it, I don't think anybody's playing particularly bad. I just think the Celtics as a team are just off, right? Um, It's weird. It's yes weird. No. It, that first quarter was horrible, but for the rest of the game, besides the last three minutes, they were pretty decent. And that Pistons game yesterday, I mean, the Pistons came and played. It yeah. might have been their best shot that they they could have. They might have played better yesterday than they did the day uh, the game before. Yeah, honestly, the Celtics probably. won. And I want to say because we got to give credit where it's due. Marcus was excellent yesterday, seventeen and ten. Mm-hmm. He yes, was sir. making excellent decisions. Right. He was not he was he was opting out of he did it multiple times, opted out of an open three for a drive or a pass. And it was excellent. Mm -hmm. No, yeah, I mean, smart was better in that game. Um, We can talk about this, though, too. Like, obviously, give smart all of his praise for that performance. What is your thoughts on that shot in the first game against the Pistons? You you know what I'm referencing. We talked about this. We talked about this in the pregame. Um, it wasn't a good shot, and I love Marcus, but he if he drove there, it would have created a lot more offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not the worst shot. It's not as bad as everyone's making. It was an open shot, but under mm-hmm. the circumstances, you've got well. It's also they could have been thinking two for one, which I I don't love when teams the Celtics do that because. Dude, you're just taking a shit shot. Teague did it yesterday. You're just taking a bad shot just so you can get the ball back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I would rather get one good shot than two all right shots. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. And uh, in my opinion, I think that the ball had to find uh, JB or JT's hands. That's that's my, my thought. My stance on, on it is, is I think Marcus is a big shot maker, even though he missed two shots. In, he missed the layup too, which was a tough layup. Don't yeah. and it was it was a good that was a good shot, but it was yes, a tough I, shot. But I I feel like Marcus is a big shot maker. He makes big plays every time. It and I say this to my dad all the time. Every time the shot clock is running down and he takes a shot, I swear to God, he must shoot like seventy five percent. And I think it's because who, there's no who? doubt, Marcus. There's no doubt in his mind that he should be taking the shot. He has to take it. I mean, he makes just just next time you watch a game, Jack, or like the next week or so. Just I want you to keep that in mind that he's going to make his shots when the shot clock goes off. And if you're listening and you you have noticed this too, I don't know. Tweet us, reply to the tweeter. I don't know. Figure it Smart, out. Smart always take the shots when the shot clock goes off. Is that what you're saying? Well, he always makes them. If he has the ball in his hands and the shot clock's about to go off, he makes the shot. I'd I'd say at least sixty percent. More than that. I mean, probably. he made that one the other night, even though it didn't count. But because um, yeah. I think he, I swear, I think it's a mental thing where he's thinking there's no doubt that he's supposed to be taking that shot. Mm-hmm. Marcus no, is yeah. a good shooter. And he, I think he shot well yesterday too. He was shooting 45% going into yesterday's game. I don't have my laptop in front of me. He's probably shooting at least that right now. 45% from three. From three. He's shooting 41% from three. 41%. 41% from three, 38% from the field, which is 
odd, but that's always been Marcus's game, so you can't complain too much. No, yeah, <clears throat> Smart's been good from three this season. Uh, I know Scow was talking about it on the broadcast last game. Smart's a good three-point shooter. I don't understand why people are cringing when he takes threes anymore. Um, I, I was guilty of that early last season, but as the season went on and into Let this year, some... it is the, what it is. Yeah. Do you like Scal on the broad? People don't like Scal, and I don't know why. I don't love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not like gonna Scal. Lie. Uh, it's maybe it's because it's not the same, obviously, and that's not fair to Scal. Because well, Scal's been same. doing it for years. That's the thing. I just think he's just bland, and like maybe that's. An, like, I don't think he's bland. No, 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 I think he's interesting. Like, I, I don't I like Scal, and I think he's funny too. I don't think that him and Mike flow nearly as well because that that was a bad way of putting it. I like Scal. I do like Scal. I think he's a cool, dude. I think he he is funny. He's definitely funny and. Bland wasn't the right way to put it. I don't think him and uh, Mike have the same connection that him and or that Mike and Tommy did, and that's not Scal's fault at all, right? Tommy and uh, Mike Gorman worked together for years and years and years and years, so that's unfair to him. I just there's something just vastly different about those two in a broadcast versus when Mike and Tommy did the broadcast, and I think that that's a main reason why a lot of Celtics fans are like having it stick out in their head. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that, like you said, thirty years for thirty plus exactly. years of chemistry. Exactly. So it's not fair to um, mark Scal down for that, but I can understand the difference there. Something I wanted to ask you about: Brad Stevens' rotations this Steven, uh, season, I feel like, have been changing a lot. Right? Would you agree with that? Well, that's because it's the early season. It's it's literally the first. No, yeah, that, that was seven games. I know, oh, yeah, but I'm explaining why, because there are people complaining about it. Yeah, yeah. And it, it sucks that they haven't been the most consistent team, but this is, and I think Scal said it yesterday, whether it was on the post game or during the broadcast, the, the end goal for this team is to be ready for the playoffs. Okay, you're going to make the playoffs. I mean, you know, God willing, or whatever they say, you know, <laughs> knock on wood, pretty much. Um, But... You've got to make sure you've got your rotations down. You've figured out what the best lineups to run are. You've got to make sure guys are ready. Like Robert Williams is one that has been excellent. So you want to keep giving him time. You want to keep giving him reps. You want to see what you have. Semi Ojale was in the game in the fourth quarter yesterday, and he was excellent. Three threes in the fourth for Semi. Um, there's a lot of things for you to test out. You you've yeah. got to learn what you've got before it comes time for the playoffs, and I think these back to backs against the same team help with that too. As I said Friday with KJ on the show, it gives the coach um, practice for the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. I was just going to ask you what you've liked and disliked from the rotation so far, like what players you've liked. People what, have a huge issue stuff. with the. Too big lineup. I don't hate it. I I, mm-hmm. I think both of those guys bring different things to the table, and it allows you to run that team. I yeah. think it helps that Thompson is underneath, and Tice can sit in the corner or whatever you want him to do. He shot all right from distance yesterday. I think he needs to improve that, and I think he will as the season goes on. I don't think – I mean, Tice has shown us in the past he can shoot. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with him shooting. If I If I – pretty much the way I work is if I think someone – if I've seen someone make a three multiple times, I don't have a problem with them shooting it because I know they can. They're NBA players, and they guys like Tyson, Grant Williams, well, they might not make them all, or even Semi, they're shooting them for a reason. 
mm-hmm. okay they know they know they can make it there's a reason they're shooting the shot okay that's what people don't realize and if it's an open shot sometimes that's a, that's a good shot man i mean you can't complain about that but getting back to the lineups thompson's a good low presence he's great on the offensive glass it takes the pressure off tice a little bit in in theory that should work and it hasn't worked great so far but I think they need a little bit more time together to figure that out. And I think that's why Brad keeps sticking to it. Mm-hmm. I also re- I think the best lineup the Celtics have put out has been Pritchard with the starters instead of one of the bigs. I can fact check that for you with stats if you want. <laughs> I, I don't know if the stats will back it up. But yeah, it no, yeah, tells yeah. me that they have been excellent. Him and Marcus together. And then the Jays obviously providing most of the offense. And mind you, Pritchard is a good point guard, meaning he's a good facilitator. He makes good decisions with the ball. And then whatever big man it is, I don't think it makes too much of a difference. Probably probably Tice is better just because he can also spread the floor more than Thompson. But that's just kind of nitpicking. No, yeah. I mean, in terms of minutes played, the two two big man lineup has played 74 minutes together this season, which is significantly more than the next five-man lineup up, uh, which is very weird to look at. So Thompson, Smart, Brown, Tatum, Tice, right? They played 74 minutes together this season in, what, six games. The next, that is the only lineup that is played in every single game. So, like, five, that's... What is the net rating or you know net plus whatever it is the the offensive rating minus the defense whatever i i don't know net how rate, to say net rate, it. Net yeah net rate, net rate. of the pritchard and the starters can you see that um, it depends do you want thompson or tice do both so pritchard jb jt smart and thompson is a zero net rating zero 104 right. offensive rating 104 defense rating the same with tice is huh uh the fact that I have to find it may not be great. It means that the lineup of Pritchard, JT. So, God, where is it? I'm struggling. Or maybe Robert Williams. I don't know. No, yeah, no, either of them, really. Um, so, no, that's not it either. Oh, my gosh. Why can't I find this? It, it hasn't played much together. Smart. Right. Nope, that's great. Williams. I'm, like, baffled. Sorry. I don't know why I can't find this lineup. So, Tatum. Brown. That has been one of the best lineups. It hasn't that played I've seen. much realistically, which is weird. Um, let me. Tr- I'm gonna like sort so I can like actually find it here. Um, so Pritch and Tice together with Brown and Tatum. Nope, that's not it. Has a lineup of Pritchard, Smart, Brown, JT, and JT played this season? Because I can't find it oh yes here it is they've played one minute together that lineup smart brown tatum tyson pritchard has played one Uh, minute and they have they have a net i mean they have a net rating of 75 because their offensive rating 75 and their defensive is zero but uh yeah i was right i mean yeah so they played that means they just played really well for that one minute (laughs) um and then take out tyson add in robert williams and uh They've played zero minutes. Smart, Brown, Tatum, Pritchard, and Robert Williams have played zero minutes, I think. Yeah, they haven't played at all. So, the the Pritchard lineup with starters and Thompson is solid, but Pritchard hasn't played with Tyson, the starters, much. But um, the best net rating offensively has been 
Teague, Brown, Tatum, Ojale, Robert Williams, but they only played three minutes. So a lot of these lineups, because, I mean, like we said, Brad has been experimenting with lineups, hasn't played a lot together. The one lineup, interestingly enough, right? You know how I mentioned there was, you know, the the starters with the two big men has played 74 minutes, uh, and the next one played 21 minutes, right? Yep. The next one has played 21 minutes, and they've played it, they've played in four games, right? So this lineup has played together in four different games. That is Teague, Tatum, Shemi, Robert Williams, and Peyton Pritchard. And that that has played 21 minutes this season and has a positive net rating of 26.2, which is pretty solid. So I, I feel like that is the way we've seen Brad run the rotation so far, in my opinion, that hopefully you've seen the same thing. It's kind of like starters play the first half of the first quarter. Tatum and a big man come out while Brown stays in the game. Then in the second quarter, Tatum comes back in while Brown sits. And I feel like this is the lineup that comes in the start of the second quarter, the Teague, Pritchard, Robert Williams, Semi, and excuse me, Tatum. And they've been playing really well, um, which is interesting enough. So I don't know. I like the way I will say all the people saying, you know, Brad's rotations are shitty, whatever. I like the way he's been splitting up Brown and Tatum's minutes. Would you agree? Yeah, you have to. <laughs> those, yeah. those are your two <laughs> offensive players that, oh, shit, there's an NFL player in my lobby. Let's see who it is. But yeah, I don't know who it is. <laughs> Sam's playing 2K right now. Who is it? I'll look him up. I don't know. Do you see? What is it? Just a uh, gamer tag? Yeah, let me see. Oh, I'm not going to be able to figure it out. But um, Gamer tag. As, uh, it doesn't matter. It, as, um, <laughs> you know, what were we talking about? Oh, I, yeah, those are the only two guys that can play offense. So uh, it's kind of important to keep them on the floor, at least one of them at all times. Mm-hmm. Because if not, your offense is going to stall. Yeah, no, and funny enough, the lineup of Brown and Tatum, well, I guess this makes sense with what we're saying. Brown and Tatum have played 163 minutes on the floor together at the same time, and there's only two combinations of two. You know what I'm saying? Like two player lineups that have more minutes than that. Do you want to guess what they are? More lineups than the starters? No, like I'm looking at two player lineups, right? So how, like, say, for example, Tyson Thompson, you can see how well they've played on the floor together or how many minutes they've played on the floor together, those two. Oh, there's more. There's only one two-man lineup or two two two-man lineups. Okay, so one of them has to be Tatum and Brown. Uh, no, Tatum and Brown is third. That's third. And there are two ahead of that. Oh, so, all right. I'm sorry. I zoned out for a second. No, you're good. Um, two. So let's see. You probably got Tatum and Smart or Ta- or Smart and Brown. Those are That's both of them. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. And funny enough, Smart and Brown. Look at that. I zone out. I'm still a smart guy. <laughs> Smart and Brown have played by far the most minutes, like, together this season. So they've played 210 minutes, and the next most is 165. So Brown and really? Smart are, yeah, Brown and Smart are playing 30 minutes together a game on average, which is kind of wild, right? Considering Brown only plays around 30 minutes a game. So basically, whenever Brown's on the floor, Smart's on the floor, which is crazy. I want to see how much have they played off the floor. Let's see. Smart. No, wait. How do I find that? How do I look at... I want to see how many minutes they've played without each other on the floor. Does that make sense? 
Why? Why do you want to look this up, Jack? I don't know. You're boring the listeners, Jack. I'll look that up in my own time. I'm interested, but your stupid uh, stats. <laughs> I enjoy stats. I'm a stats man. Um, but yeah, Tatum and I Brown. I wanted to talk about something. I forget what it was. Uh, let's see. Ta- okay. Oh, Teague. Teague isn't going to play tonight. Probably. I, I'd imagine he's not going to. Really? Oh yeah. Man, literally got his ankles broken yesterday. That was, like that literally. Was that was really ugly. I want to look up the video of that. But he, yeah, he he left the game with like a sprained ankle, so I doubt he plays on a back to back. Yeah, on a travel day. So, so that means we're probably going to see more Pritchard, which is fine. I don't think Teague's been particularly great these last couple games. He plays good defense, though. I'll give him that. He he definitely is a pest on defense, knocks the ball away and stuff like that. I'm interested to see how that affects the team tonight. No, yeah, and I've said this about Pritchard. This has been my take all season. No matter how poorly he shoots the ball, which he's, like you said, he's been struggling to shoot a little bit uh, over the past couple of games, he always makes an impact, and you can tell that when you watch him. Whether it's assists or just defense or ball handling, no matter what it is, he always manages to make an impact on the floor, and that's the reason that he's so valuable because he can he can have that impact without actually scoring the ball, which I feel like is so rare in general in, in the NBA. Um, and for a rookie to have that, it's it's very impressive. Pritchard has been positive in every game but two. He he was negative in the first two games he played as a Celtic, and ever since then, since the milwaukee and brooklyn games he in indiana indiana memphis detroit detroit he's been positive plus minus in every single game and that includes the past two games where he shot a combined one of six from deep which is crazy right so yeah he's been he's been really great all around of course i mean that's why we're fucking talking about him that's why everyone's talking about him and the assist is what's doing it for me because i i said this again bringing up takes again but it's just it sticks he knows how to run the floor and when you can come in as a fucking rookie and command the floor like that with jason tatum and jalen brown on it with confidence you're gonna earn the respect of brad stevens who doesn't play rookies much and he's done that so far so i like pritchard he's my favorite number 11 in celtics history uh, mm. as of now you know i mean doesn't have too tough competition in the past couple of years but uh Cantor was cool, but we're not going to more than Big Baby. Oh shit! Well, was let's see, you've got who else has been eleven? Courtney was 11? Lee was eleven. Uh, Jared Bayless was eleven. Uh, who was a who was eleven? I'm not saying you should like those guys more than him, but let's see who else was eleven. There was definitely elevens. Evan Turner was eleven. That's a tough oh, one. Oh, okay. Yeah, Evan Turner's my guy. True, true. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Evan Turner might take the cake. I was just making a Kyrie Slayer I know. reference. And I fact-checked you. I fact-checked you. <laughs> yes, yes, you did. What else is there? I feel like there's something else I wanted to bring up uh, today on the show. Oh, yeah. Can we just talk about Jalen Brown for a few minutes? Like, just, just for the sake of talking about yeah, it. Jalen Brown shit. plays has been playing how I expect everyone to play. Like, that's how I, <laughs> that's how I think basketball should work. If you're taking a shot that's open, I feel like it should go in every time. I play too much 2K. But really, like, he has been so good, and I'm so happy. I'm so happy that he's executing. He's making, like, all his mid-range shots, as he should. I literally feel like that's how it should work, man. And there's human error involved. But if you're taking good shots and they're open, I feel like they should go in every single time. And this is me being an absolute nutcase. You should not agree with me right now. 
But <laughs> I, that's just how I feel like basketball should work. And he's getting to the cup. And he's doing an excellent job getting to his spots. And that's where I think we need to credit him. He's been so no, good. Yeah. He's getting to that free throw line. He's getting um, inside to the basket. And he's finishing with his left hand like nothing. No, yeah. I mean, I'm going to check the stats right now because that's what I like to do. I always check the stats. But I want to see what Jalen Brown is shooting from the mid-range. I know they 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 pulled it up on an episode or not an episode, a, a broadcast recently, I'm pretty sure he's shooting something along the lines of like 79% for mid-range, which is absolutely ridiculous, right? Like Gordon Hayward was obviously a solid mid-range shooter, but what we're seeing from Jalen Brown is unlike anything you've seen in a long time. I mean, the dude's an absolute beast from just everywhere on the floor. And dude, that Memphis game was one thing, right? Obviously he was on fire. I would argue Jalen Brown looked more impressive in the last game against Detroit than he did against Memphis. What do you think about that? Well, you're only saying that because it was a close game. No, just in general, just the way, like, obviously Memphis, he got whatever he wanted, right? He was making it. Jack, I've never seen him shoot like that. Like he shot against Memphis. But dude, just the, the fact that maybe, okay, fine. I guess because it was a close game, but the way he took the game back over you know what i'm saying like there were times where the celtics were just down like anybody can fill up the stat sheet right against a bad team and i'm not taking away from what jalen brown did well, obviously that was a bad team insane. to be fair but continue the celtics were playing so bad and to see jalen brown just kind of like carry that offense because if jalen brown didn't play in that game the celtics get killed and that's how it is like tatum didn't play bad but jalen brown was the man has been the man and has been the best player in the celtics this season without question and do you know what's crazy to me Tatum filled out the stat sheet last night, right? Or yesterday. He had like 12 assists, which is really solid. He almost had a triple-double. That's all the media talks about, which pisses me off. That's like, fine, dude. Let him talk about it. I don't think Jalen Brown cares. Doesn't, no, yeah. doesn't bother me. They're on this, They're both on the same team. Doesn't matter to me. Yeah, no. I know, I'm not trying to pin them against each other. I, I don't I don't get why people do that. Why, why do people do that? I don't you think they're to... trying to pin them against each other. I think they're just so – maybe they are, but I don't think so. I just think it's more. They're just so floored by how good both of them are. I think that's just a testament to Danny Ainge and how well he's played. And played, drafted. Hey, he played well, too. Was Danny Ainge a good basketball player? I know. Well, obviously, yeah, he's a, fucking he was a starter on those uh, Celtics teams in the 80s. Yeah, he was a good basketball player. What a beast. No, yeah. I mean, two great draft picks. Which was the better draft pick? I'll pin them again to get uh, against each other myself here. Well, I, that's here's not- the thing. Here's what makes Tatum the better draft pick is that he traded down to take him. <laughs> that's, that's very true. Uh, that is that is very true. No, yeah, but Jaylen, I feel like no one expected Jalen Brown to go three, though, when it happened. Like, I feel People like that was a big surprise. But everyone wanted Chris Dunn because he went to Providence. And all the homers, at least from Rhode Island, wanted him on the Celtics. Oh, I did, too. I did, too. He's from New England. And Chris, Dunn, Chris Dunn's not a bad NBA player. He's just, you know, not, not, not Jalen Brown. Number three overall. Jalen Brown. What did they end up going for? Let's see. Jalen Brown. Who? Let's see. Was Simmons? Simmons was in that draft. Mm-hmm. I would still say he's better than Simmons, but because I'm that's because I'm biased and I don't like Simmons. Eh. He's probably better than Ingram, even though Ingram Ingram's a solid player. <laughs> this, Ingram is not a bust or anything, but I think this season Jalen Brown's been oh, probably no. one of the best players in the league. Oh my God, poor Phoenix. So that draft class was Ben Simmons at one, Ingram at two, Brown at three. Dunn, Dun, yeah, Bender, Dunn, Heald, Jamal. And then the next year they picked Josh Jackson. Dude, the Suns. Josh Jackson, who 
in fairness, doesn't look that bad right now. <laughs> he looked decent well, in the Pistons. He's not here. playing for Phoenix. Exactly. Which is all that matters in terms of a draft pick. <laughs> but then let's see who else. They've taken Alex Len at fifth way back in the day. They took um, – Devin Booker was a good pick when they picked him, like it. 13th Devin or Booker, something. Booker and Aiden are their only good draft picks. And Aiden was number one, and he was like a like a no-brainer number one. At yeah, that time, even though even though Luca and Trey, technically you you really fucked up. You didn't take Luca or Trey Young, but but you can't blame him. Go right? on, no, yeah, you can't blame him for that one. Yeah, no, the Suns draft picks in the past years, um, Aiton, uh, they took Josh Jackson, Dragon Bender, Booker was good, T.J. Warren was okay, Alex Len, Kendall Marshall in the first round, Markeith Morris thirteenth, Earl Clark fourteenth. It's just God, the Suns. This isn't the Suns podcast. Just sorry, Phoenix. Sorry, guys. Jalen Brown, though. Phoenix, in case you're wondering, by the way, having a good season so far. Yeah, Phoenix is very good. I guess they're not too upset. But Jalen Brown, uh, from ten to fourteen feet, is shooting eighty-seven point five percent, and from fifteen to nineteen feet, is shooting seventy-eight point nine percent. So uh, he's playing pre- playing pretty goddamn well this season. It, it is going to be so. It's going to happen too. It's going to be so jarring when he eventually cools off at least a little bit. And he starts to miss those mid-range shots once in a while. It's going to be like, really? Like, did that miss? And then I'm going to start getting pissed. Watch. Yeah. But, hey, you never know. Maybe he doesn't slow down. What are the odds he doesn't slow down here? What do you think? Probably very low. I don't know. I don't know. He's just shooting so crazy good that it's really hard to judge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I was curious Um, at, what's it called? Uh, NBA.com's MVP ladder. You know how they do that every season? Uh, yes. Taking a look, right? Uh, and this was written the 29th of December. And I think this was just like an intro thing. And it, it, it was about how, you know, who who the top guys are. Um, Jason Tatum's on here and Jalen Brown's not. I, I guess that's normal. But now that I'm reading it, it's just kind of like a uh, a preliminary thing. Long shot candidates. Fucking Chris Paul. All right. I'm going to click off now. I'm good. Chris Paul and Bam Adebayo for MVP is, uh, you know, ESPN. Is what Chris ESPN Paul having a really good push. season? I have no. fantasy. He's not putting up amazing numbers. Chris Paul is averaging, I think, something along the lines of 14 and 8. So he's not, not terrible. terrible. He's not having a bad season, just not <laughs> MVP season. I mean, the Suns are 5 and 1, so he's fucking doing something right. Uh, Yeah, 13 and... 8.3 assists. So he's playing all right. Uh, the Suns are really good, though. Um, Celtics, 4-3. and three. Bucks game, You some. I think it, it, Celtics had a weird season so far, I would say. Because obviously a lot of people are upset that they're not better. Um, Brad Stevens has come out and said, you know, he expected this to happen. And I can't say that, you know, that's out of the realm of what I expected as well. I think a lot of people got really, really hyped after that Bucks game. And then with the Nets game and then the Indiana game, people kind of like hit reality too hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, people... Well, every time they lose, the sky is falling. And that's just how Twitter works, which is unfortunate because it is really annoying. But Is it like that for every team's Twitter or is that just the Celtics thing? Uh, it's probably for teams that have passionate fans like Philadelphia. I'd imagine it's like that. Yeah. I'd imagine – I don't think Lakers fans are like that just because they're so – in the clouds all the time. They don't give a shit, really. Yeah, I mean, I put out a meme about it the other day. Uh, what was it? It was like, you know the Chris Pratt uh, Jurassic World thing? Yeah. I uh, 
made it it was like Celtics media's Chris Pratt and then Celtics Twitter's the fucking Raptors when did the Celtics lose it's yeah yes, they, they people lose their minds man I don't get it I mean I, I do, do. I get pit, I get pissed when they lose don't get me wrong but yeah but I'm wish... not unrealistic like I understand yeah. I wasn't pissed at, well I was kind of pissed after they lost to the Nets only because emotions but um <laughs> you know when they lose a game like uh Saturday Jeez, come on. The Pistons, really? Yeah, the Pistons game was rough. And I think that all traces back to that first quarter where they just couldn't do anything, excuse me, offensively, which was a big issue. But then defensively, the Celtics this season have been just terrible. I know we talked about this at the start of the show, too, but I, I want to talk about it some more. What is it? Are they not closing out? Are they not playing with intensity? What do you think the big issue is on defense this season? Because the Celtics are normally a very, very good defensive team. I, I don't know what it is, to be honest, because you're you're asking the wrong guy, Jack. I asked you yesterday. I said, are they playing bad defense or is Detroit on fire? I think teams have just shot. I don't know, because it seems like shots are just falling more for our teams. Maybe it's because there aren't fans. That could be an answer to our Jalen Brown stuff, too. Maybe it's because there aren't people there being a distraction. I don't know. It, it's hard to say. Are offensive numbers up all around the league this year? Is that a thing? Um, I can look at scoring. Let me let me tell you, um, scoring wise, once you know NBA.com decides to stop loading, I can tell you. I know the least amount of points per game this season is one hundred one point seven, which is the Knicks. So I, I feel like that's around the same as it was last year. This I can is, tell you. How are the Knicks doing? I'm curious how them and their entitled fans are doing this year. The Knicks this season are uh, three and three. Three so. and three. They're not actually that bad. Julius Randle's actually really, really, really fucking good this season. Um, Julius Randle, I want you to guess what he's averaging. I, I don't do this much because I know you don't give. He's probably much. averaging like twenty-five and like twelve. And oh, and like I don't know, six assists or eight. Yep. <laughs> Did I nail it? I'm pretty sure you guessed pretty much his exact stat line. Let me fact check you, but he is averaging. Uh, 21 points, 10.5 rebounds and seven assists. But yesterday it was like, it was like 24, 12 and eight. Yeah. Almost exactly. Which is, I mean, for Julius Randle, that's kind of insane, right? Julius Randle's having a very good season. He's shooting 50% from three is what it is. So, uh, the Knicks are solid. What was I going to look at though? I was going to look at shooting, right? Uh, opponent shooting against the Celtics is what I was going to try to look at. So against the Celtics, teams are shooting 48% from the field and 37% from three, which isn't that good. So I think maybe it just is the Celtics being oof on defense. Yeah, yeah. So the, in terms of opponent field goal percentage, the Celtics are the fifth worst team in the league. So... I think at that point it has to be about the defense. Like it's just not just, Oh, unlucky teams are shooting really well. Like (laughs) that can't be a thing, right? You got to blame the defense if you see stats like that. So I I think personally, um, what I was watching against the Pistons at the very least, the Celtics weren't doing a great job at rotating and closing out. Like I saw a few possessions where Josh Jackson would get an open look in the corner or Sadiq Bay would find something. You brought up something um, the other day, right? Yeah. How the right. Celtics I'll, I'll talk about this. Yeah. Jeff Teague. Well, let, let's not get on him right away. I don't know who it was 
Friday night, but somebody had the bright idea. They were in rotation, the Celtics on defense, to um, cover someone else in the corner rather than Sadiq Bey, who was five of six from three that night. I mean, what, you got to make better decisions defensively. I know it, it's just your muscle memory sometimes, and it's your instinct to go rotate, but yesterday, Jeff Teague did the same shit. I mean, Doom Boya, whatever his name is, was in the corner, and Bay was on the wing, and he elected to go cover the guy in the corner instead of Sadiq Bay, who is his claim to fame is shooting, if you call it that, is shooting. That's his yeah. thing. What, what are we doing here? Come on. I feel like it's such a gut reaction to cover the corner because that is an easier shot. So teams will want to cover that. Well, that and people usually will make the extra pass. Yeah, exactly. But you, um, you got to know your personnel. That's the thing. You're you're playing. You know who's doing what. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, the Celtics are not in very fine company uh, defensively this season. They're, the surrounding teams are the Pistons, the Bulls, and the Wizards, and the Warriors, who, if you know basketball are not very good defensive teams. Um, So that's not great to look at. I think, like I said, one of the bigger issues is rotating on the three-point shot. Obviously, I think the Celtics also got, (laughs) excuse me, killed in the paint a little bit. Like, they're just allowing the wrong looks, if that makes sense. Like what you said, like, instead of, you know, rotating to cover the paint, they're anticipating something else. So, and teams are noticing that and just doing the normal thing instead of, like, making the extra pass, like you say, that they do a lot of the time. So, the Celtics definitely need to do a better job recognizing plays and covering the right man at times. And as simple as that sounds, I think that's what it boils down to. And, I mean, that's what fucking defense is, covering the right man. So, I'm just talking out of my ass, I guess, in that regard, but. Yeah, I'm bad about talking about defense because I don't know what I'm talking about either. I know what an eye test is, and I know who I think is good at offense. And besides (laughs) that, I don't really know that much. No, yeah. I mean, like I said, I just think they're not covering the right shots. They're they're picking the wrong uh, guys to cover. But it really came out against the Pistons, specifically in the game that they won. Uh, Ironically, I just don't think they were covering threes. Like, inbound plays, for me, are a huge thing. Like, they... Pistons were just getting good shots off inbounds because the Celtics got lost. And I don't know if that's, you know, Grant Williams, who didn't play in the last game, ironically enough. You know, he he didn't play in the win. Uh, I saw him in the Pistons uh, game, the first one. He was just kind of lost on defense. And Grant Williams has been kind of disappointing this season, in my opinion. Like, he does some of the small things, but... Overall, right. I don't, I don't love what he's been, been doing, and maybe that is why Brad decided to, you know, give him a game's rest. But overall, I think the bench has been solid, even though it is rotating. I just think uh, what I'm trying to say in this, you know, ramble session is the Celtics just they got to be better on defense. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. But uh, yeah, is there anything else you wanted to bring up? I feel like there, there was stuff we wanted to talk about, but I'm blank. I want to say moment. that this week is kind of a big week because you've got important matchups. Okay, you, you've got. Uh, Toronto tonight, uh, Miami Wednesday, Washington fine, and then they play Miami again on Sunday. So these are all games that, and mind you, Miami not playing great this season, Toronto not playing great this season, Washington not playing great this season. But they these are teams that have potential to be dangerous. We know mm-hmm. Miami and Toronto are contenders as of last season. We know Washington has good players on it. I want to see what the Celtics can do against these teams because these are the teams that they're going to have to beat if they want to win. 
Mm-hmm. And like you said, none of the teams are playing particularly well, but the Celtics' favorite thing to do is what, Sam? Play down, Play down to, to their, their competition. <laughs> exactly. So no matter how good or bad a team is playing, you know that the Celtics are A, going to play down to that level, or B, that team is going to play up better than they normally have been. Like we saw with the Pistons, like we saw with the Pacers, and like we're probably going to see tonight with the Toronto Raptors. The Pistons played really, really well. They did. They did. And in the first game, they didn't even play that well. Like, they played well in the first quarter, but after that, I'm pretty sure they shot 20. They shot 29% from the field in the second half, Sam. The Celtics just fucking sucked. So Yeah, that was brutal. It was rough. But... Raptors with Raptors Heat Wizards Heat, right? Is that how it's gonna go? Did I get that yes. right? Yes. So four matchups that on paper, when you look at the records, don't look too tough. But like you said, all of them have good players. All of them have the potential to play well. Um, Celtics obviously played the Raptors and the Heat in the playoffs last season. One of those matchups going a lot better than the other one. But um, I'm really curious tonight against the Raptors. Uh, to see how the Celtics play the big man, because obviously um, the Raptors lost both of their star, quote unquote, star big men this offseason. Uh, Gasol and Ibaka both went to each of the L.A. teams. Ibaka's a big deal that they lost. Yeah, him. That's huge. He was a real prick in the playoffs, wasn't he? Yeah, no, that was huge. And um, the Raptors big men this season haven't been, excuse me, haven't been great. Baines is OK. But other than that, they have Boucher and Len, who are like sticks. So hopefully Thompson can get a couple easy buckets in the paint. Obviously Thompson's a bigger dude. And Baines is no joke. Baines is a big body, but Raptors have been playing more of Boucher. So. Has Baines been starting? Do you know? I believe Baines I feel so been... uneducated when I talk about other teams. I think that's what <laughs> no, makes this like true. a good show, though, because I don't know a lot about anything but the Celtics, and you do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Baines has been starting. I know he started the preseason games. Um, I haven't kept up too much with the Raptors in general but I, I'm pretty sure they start Baines but play um, Boucher a lot too yeah Baines has started every game but they both play around the same amount of minutes so like Baines plays 21.6 Boucher plays 20.2 that being said Baines is shooting um, 20% from three this season and only 44% from the field and averaging seven points but Boucher is shooting 36% from deep 54% from the field and averaging 13 and a half points so Boucher's been the better player. It's just he's so small. Like I'm, I, I bet you this dude weighs like 200 pounds soaking wet. Like he's a stick whenever I see him. So yeah. Thompson, Tyson, Robert Williams should be able to body him to some degree. Yeah, he's 200 pounds and six foot nine. Like I'm heavier than him and I'm six foot fucking one. So that's not a great look. Um, I, I just think the Celtics should be able to exploit that, and it's on Brad I think to notice it. That being said, I think Brown and Tatum will get most of, obviously, all the looks, and hopefully they'll be able to take advantage of this small backcourt the Raptors have because OG Ananobi can only guard one of them, and I don't think Tatum or Van Vliet can stick with them because Pascal's not quick or agile enough and Van Vliet's tiny. (laughs) So uh, I think this should be a good game for one of the Jays, probably Jalen, because I assume the Raptors will stick Siakam, or they'll stick OG on uh, Tatum. So uh, we'll have to see what happens, but I'm excited to see how they exploit that matchup. I I think the Celtics aren't going to be stopped per se. I don't know, man, because you're going to have, you've got people that are a bunch of pricks. That that team's full of pricks all around. (laughs) And I say that in terms of being an annoyance on defense, except for Ibaka. He was annoyance making his threes. Yeah, I mean, 
obviously I know your feelings on Lowry. Well, Lowry's a little prick, too. He he plays hard on defense, and he was on Tatum most of those playoff series. He was an annoyance, so. No, yeah, I mean, the Raptors bench also looks a lot different this year because, obviously, you know, Buck is gone. They've been playing a lot of Matt Thomas. They've been playing a lot of uh, Stanley Johnson's been getting a decent amount of minutes and stuff, so we're going to see a different rotation here. The Raptors just aren't good at scoring the ball this season. Like, they just can't score. They're the fourth worst team, I believe, in points per game. They average, like, 104, which is, like, only the Heat. Ironically, who we play next, the Heat are behind them, and then so are the uh, the Knicks and the Thunder. So they're not in great company there. But then again, Celtics defensively, also not very good. So when I was writing the preview for this game, I said the Celtics needed to focus on staying locked in early and often because if they get off on the wrong foot, the Raptors obviously are a team that I think gains a lot of confidence quickly. So I think if they let the Raptors make their shots early, the game's just going to snowball. So the Celtics need to come ready to play. And I think that's been an issue this season too. Just kind of like that. That's I think a main reason why they play down to their competition. They're going to see the Raptors are one and four be like, okay, we can take a game off. They start. Well, I don't think. I don't think they're going to say that because I don't really think about what the Raptors' record is myself. I think okay, the Raptors yeah. are a team. They took seven games in the playoffs last year. Did they get worse? Yeah, sure, but they're still the Raptors. They still have most of the same core. They're still going to be a pain in the ass to play against. I don't think it's not. It's different than the Pistons, who have really nobody that you should be thinking about on your team. You've got Lowry and Siakam, who were both like all stars last year, and even those, and then Van Fleet, who they paid a lot of money. This is not the same as the Pistons. I'd say no, you're yeah. probably going to see a close game tonight, and it's not going to be because the Celtics are ass. No, yeah. Ho- hopefully, Celtics come to play. That's that's the main point I was making. The Celtics need to come to play from the jump, no matter what team they're playing, and I think that has to be the key. The key is locked in on defense passing the ball around on offense, keep the ball moving, stay locked in, uh, and play with intensity, man. I feel like that was a big thing I didn't see against Pistons. They just look lazy at times, and maybe that's because it was playing the Pistons, but that's not an excuse. Like, you got to always play with energy, and it just seems like at times the Celtics just don't, which I don't get, because, like, I, I think Jalen Brown's the one consistent um, guy playing with energy, and Marcus Smart, but t- I feel like Tatum at times just kind of gets lazy. Have you noticed that, or is it just me? I don't know if he gets lazy. He just – my problem with Tatum is not – I'm not a defensive – not that I don't like defense, but I don't I don't critique it because I don't really pay attention to – Yeah. I, I don't know how to say this without making myself look stupid, but I, I don't I don't really know what to notice look things. I'll say it. It I don't doesn't know what stick to look out for. to me. No, yeah, yeah that, that's what I would say. I so get... I, I don't notice that. What I notice with Tatum is he – maybe laziness comes with shot selection. Lacks, lacks that, a date school, I think is a better word is what I want to say. Like just kind of careless. Not 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 that he doesn't care. I, I don't know how to word it. Sorry. Go ahead. That no. That I don't know. He. J- I just don't think he takes the best shots. Sometimes I think he settles, and that pisses me off. Yeah, maybe that's it. I don't know. He he just looks like he's kind of too free flowing. Like he's not in control completely at times. He's just kind of like, yeah, this is my game. I'll, I'll just, I'm good. I'm just gonna play like this ball and just kind of goes for it instead of like you know settling down, hunkering down, and just focusing up like Jalen Brown does. Like I, I'm not, I, I feel bad. Cause like, I feel like I'm comparing them and I already roasted the whole fucking Twitter community for trying to compare them. But it's just like, you can see the difference. You the can diff- compare their performances. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm I wouldn't say either of them is more valuable than the other. I mean, look at them. I, Jesus, man, they're on the same team. Who cares who's better? 
I agree. And I think that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to compare their performances and the way that they play. Like Jalen Brown always, like every game, you can tell this dude's locked in. He's ready to go. He's taking smart shots. You you very rarely see Jalen Brown take a stupid shot. Would you agree? And maybe that's because he's making them right now. But even last season, you rarely... No, I don't think he takes any stupid shots. Because even there are times where Tatum takes shots, and I'm like, damn, that's a stupid shot. And then it goes in. But Brown, that doesn't really happen. Exactly. And I think Tatum needs to work on... I think it's more than just simply shot selection, though. I just think he needs to... like stay focused at all times because like that's such a bad way to say it though but yeah i guess shot selection is just the way that i'll, I'll go with saying it because i don't know how to you know form i'd words. say he needs to be more less lazy in where he decides to shoot from he needs to be more focused on getting to his spots rather than taking those sidestep threes which is fine he did a couple times yesterday when he was hot like, yeah. you know he was he was on fire for a little bit so yeah go ahead heat check but you, that that is exactly what it should be a heat check it shouldn't be you know, a shot that you're looking to take when you're needing a you run. Know what it is? It's it's more than just settling. He is so oh, good that he shouldn't have to settle at what it is, but he does anyways. He needs to recognize that if because ta- when he drives, there's no one who can just completely stop him, right? I think at this point it's like Giannis. He's not obviously not as good as Giannis, but when Giannis drives to the basket, all you can do is hope to contain him, right? I think Tatum can be like that. Like if Tatum drives to the basket, all they can do is try their best. And even if they try their best, he could be able to make the shot, right? I think Tatum needs to realize that. Find those shots where it's where the defense can only hope to contain it and take those. He's settling for these step back threes, which piss me off, right? He's settling for these mid-range shots, which like he did make for a fucking game winner the other day, so I can't complain. He's settling for these weird floaters in the lane at the end of the shot clock. He needs to get to his spots, not settle, and take the shots that everyone knows he can make because he's Jason Tatum, instead of just taking these shots that, you know, could go in sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's what my thought process is, and I hopefully I explained that well enough, but uh, uh, but yeah, is there anything else you want to talk about before we start to, you know, wrap the show up here? Um, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> We're good. I feel like we talked about a lot. I, uh, apologies to everyone listening. I rambled a lot about stats today. I think I got caught up in my own personal interest with it because I find that stuff interesting. So uh, feel free to cut me off even more than you already do, Sam, when I start to ramble. <laughs> Don't apologize, Jack. It's just, just be like that. <sighs> It happens sometimes, but uh, yeah, that's going to be it for us today. Uh, you guys can follow me at Bannertown USA uh, or us at Bannertown USA. Follow me at Jack Simone NBA. Um, yeah, uh, I don't know what else I'm going to say. I'm going to stop rambling and let Sam wrap us up. Yeah, follow uh, at Jack Simone NBA. Follow at Bannertown USA. Follow at Guy Boston Sports. Uh, shout out to them. You know, we do the pregame show. We'll be on there tonight. Oh, I won't be. Uh, the guys will be on there tonight at t- uh, seven to do the pregame maybe i'll pop in probably not though and give them a follow and you can follow me at sam lafrance mba uh that's our show for today bye